Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the post-episode issues, The Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 10, Them. And, Joe, we are The Walking Dead. We're wa- or we're the talking dead. I guess we are the talking dead or something like that. Just, uh, yes, copyright protected. Yeah, copyright protected. We are the talking... We are the talking... Yeah, not copyright protected. We are the Walking Dead. But uh, welcome, everybody, to this week's Walking Dead recap show. I'm Phil, the issues guy from issuesprogram.com. With me, as always, is Joe Dirty Locks. You can, hey, everybody. How you doing? We'd love to hear what you guys thought of this week's episode of The Walking Dead. Please use the comment section below. You can also tweet at me, at I Got Issues Man, or at Joe, at Dirty Locks. We can both see the chat room, so if you have any questions, please feel free to pop them in there or in the YouTube comment section. Uh, we'd love to hear everything you had to say about this episode and uh, what you thought of them. Them, us, they, whatever. And we're here watching The Walking Dead again. This episode was very much a reaction episode and a getting our characters where they needed to be episode. It was uh, moving things along. I think we had some great individual acting performances and we'll get into it in this episode. And in some very great standalone action scenes that where we got a lot of cool, scary shit going on. And it, it very, it, it tickles me pink to think about where this season's going to go from here, Joe. Yeah, it, I'm pretty excited about the rest of the season. I hope this uh, introspective mushy crap is over for now. We get into some good action because... You know, I still feel like they just kind of glossed over Maggie's sadness. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to get right into that, Joe. She's sad, everybody. She said, look, at she cried twice. I, I'm still not sure if she was upset that the music box was broken or she was upset that Tyrese was dead because she, she <laughs> talked more about Tyrese and about that goddamn music box than she did about actually Beth. The only person that said anything about Beth all night was Daryl when he said, oh, yeah, she was strong or and she didn't even know it. Maggie's like, oh, yeah. I didn't even really know my sister, uh, you know? It was too hard. And we'll we'll get all into that. We'll get up in this episode right now. And I don't want to waste any more time. But guys, if this is your first time checking us out, please hit that subscribe button and find out when we are when we go live to talk about all different kinds of shows. Right now, we talk about uh, Better Call Saul and The Walking Dead and also Game of Thrones. Coming up real soon, we'll also be talking about Vikings. Uh, is a new show coming up too, so please hit that subscribe button. We're, we're we'll talk more about Vikings later. We'll do. We're gonna, I think Joe and I are gonna do a recap episode on those two on those two episodes. And it, I'm always talking about Vikings because we saw a lot of Vikings commercials during the Walking Dead. On the Dead. two seasons. Uh, yeah, on the last two seasons. But we, we saw a lot of Vikings commercials tonight. I think that starts on Thursday, doesn't it? It does. It does. We'll we'll, we'll yeah, talk so about that. We're a gonna have a real busy week. Yeah, we will. So a uh, cast every night, just about. So last week. Uh, uh, could you turn me down a little bit? I can obviously suddenly now hear myself. Uh, uh, T- Tyrese died last week, as we know. And in this episode was right after everyone's dealing with it. And uh, Beth's death is still heavy on everybody. So the group is going through some serious shit right now. Hey, Ren Renwood, welcome to the room. And my good friend, Brohawk Riley, from uh, my fellow Couchmaster from um, the Twitch channel that I play some Yo. video games on. So please, if you're into Twitch... Follow the Couch Masters where you can see myself and Brohawk Riley playing some video games. And Joe shows up occasionally as well. So uh, we open up our eyes in this episode as we start out. And we see Maggie. And uh, Maggie is sad. We don't know why she's sad because I still don't buy for a second she's sad about Beth, Joe. I, I just... I don't even see- she barely talked to her the entire time, the entire series. She barely said two words to Beth. 
really like I, I don't remember any in-depth conversations no like how you doings hang in there <laughs> it's us against the world sis kind of crap never, like none of it did they ever talk about their father together did they ever have the moment where the two of them sat down and talked about what happened to herschel i don't I, I, about the beheading i don't know if they ever ever had a chance because he gets beheaded the place gets attacked and they get scattered and she gets taken and killed before they even get like they never had the chance to talk about dad and see that's and that's the thing too like she loses her dad she gets split up from glenn that's all she can manage to think about is getting back with glenn we haven't even seen her cry about dad yet no no we haven't and did we we didn't see her that i know of anyway that i can remember offhand nothing like significant we did we saw her in a passing moment in a montage on the ground somewhere crying But she could have been crying about something else. She could have been crying that, I don't know, uh, Glenn yelled at her. They got into a fight. Uh, I mean, we don't. She lost Glenn. We don't. She lost Glenn at that point, too. Yeah. It all fell. Everything was lost at that point. So. But, but, but to give Maggie some fairness, it did seem like I, I took it for that she was upset that Tyrese, I mean, that Beth died. So, so as she's sitting there crying, something is sneaking up, walking towards her, behind her, sneaking up, and her expression changes from this melancholy sadness to, um, to an expression of being pissed and hoping that the walker is, I think she was hoping that the walker might be Beth, like a dead reanimated Beth, because she stabbed that thing in the, in the face. She really wanted to, st- I'm kidding, I, I'm, I'm hard on Maggie. She reached through the branches and she stabbed the walker and she goes back to feeling sad. So we go to Daryl, who's digging, and our, this is our hero, our beautiful man, our superstar Daryl digging, and he gets a worm out. And th- oh yeah, dirty, dirty. Oh, uh, the, them's them protein, baby, protein. Yeah, them's are good, eat, good eats. Uh, Jackie says, "Hey guys." Brohawk Riley says, "Oh, thank you for he's he's gearing some all of his. He's streaming as well on the Couchmaster page, gearing people over here." And uh, Brohawk Riley also says he loves your logo, Joe. So, uh, so our hero Daryl is eating a worm, and uh, it is good to eat. And and uh, and somewhere, somebody—I don't know who it was. Maybe it was a guy. Maybe it was a girl. Maybe it was both. Maybe it was half the world. A lot of people were being turned on watching Daryl eat that worm, Joe. Ew, ew, ew. So the light through the trees as we see Sasha, and Sasha's not looking that happy. She's looking lost. We talked a little bit last week, and Joe and I, and Joe specifically, was very adamant about not wanting to see the same thing from Sasha. I kind of liked the direction they took with her tonight. She wasn't sad, woe was me. She was a little antagonistic about it. And <laughs> she, was a, she wasn't she was this is a This is another disagreement. Because, like, like Michonne looks at her and is like, listen, you know, we will... I mean, I guess we'll, we'll talk about that Michonne's lines later. But. No, we will. But I, what I mean to say is I, I enjoyed it with the way they went with her. Let me clarify what I like. I enjoyed it because you had Michonne there. If Michonne wasn't saying the things he, she was to her, I wouldn't have liked it. But having Michonne be like, shut the fuck up. I told you. Uh, I told kind of said the same shit to her, too. Yeah. And I, and I think Abraham was awesome in this episode, too, when we had Abraham. I loved all the little moments with Abraham, the way he was just talking to her. I love that. Like you don't, you think no one knows? Go fuck yourself! What are you doing right now? You're not gonna help. You're not helping anybody. It's like he's listening to you, Joe. He's like, you're not helping anybody right now. Right? That's and that's basically it. 
Hey, uh, oh, it looked like um, Big and Sexy says, Hey, Big and Sexy, welcome to the chat. Hey, y'all, it looked like Maggie cared more about Tyrese and Bob than Beth. Exactly. <laughs> fucking exactly, Big and Sexy. You know, you're there with me. Come on. I thought I was going too far, but I'm not. It's true. Fucking A. Yeah. Fucking A. I'm glad I'm not the only one. So, so I don't know how anybody cared about Bob. Yeah. What about Bob, Bob. Joe? Bob almost got him all killed twice. <laughs> you know, three times if you include the uh, not telling him about getting bit in the food depository. <laughs> so Sasha's looking through the mud and looking for, uh, uh, hey, if they're accepting Noah now, it's, uh, they can accept Bob because uh, Bob at least was useful. He, he, he cheered things up. He had a good personality. Yeah. Bob didn't actually get anyone killed. Right, exactly. Noah has gotten two people killed so far. Yeah, and Bob bought the brew, bought the booze too. I, he, I, I'm sure he shared some of that that he, some of the hooch he stole. So, uh, so Sasha's looking through the mud, looking through the river bed for some water, and she just sees a dead frog, and she kicks the dead frog in frustration. And uh, and yeah, it's, a, it's a river bed. It's a dried river bed. Yep. And she looked con just as confused as she did sad. And she's kind of like kicking around in the in the dry river bed. She notices the frogs. I didn't realize what she was looking at at first. I was like, uh oh, is something poisoning all the frogs? Like, is it, are the frogs dying from this thing now too? Yeah, like, I, I thought maybe we were gonna get another disease. Was there another disease? You know, some some frog killing? Are we gonna get plague now or something? Frog plague. Right, I was thinking the same. But no, it's just a dried, dried riverbed. Could you just turn me down a little more touch? It's just echoing a little bit too much. And uh, <laughs> so we see dead frogs. She kicks it in frustration. And then we see Daryl and Maggie walking over also to notice it and then turning away. And the three of them, who are the three people we mainly deal with. I mean, we get some, we get a lot of Rick stuff in this episode too. And Glenn, I mean, we got from this standpoint, what I was asking for last week, we got a everybody episode there were certain people that were just in for a moment here a moment there but everyone got a little something to do tonight even if it was just a a passive line in the background even uh well, carl didn't get anything carl, really. carl got a line carl initially gave maggie the music box all right okay i mean everyone had a little something uh uh rosalita or whatever rosita and uh tara had a little exchange with uh at one point, too, had a little humorous back and forth. They at least gave everyone a little something in this episode, which which I was excited. It was good to see them all together and working as a teamish. Yeah, and that we kind of we asked for that. So, uh, so they're walking through the main road, and Maggie says it's been a shit. It's been a shit day and a half. No one's found anything, and she says how much uh, longer we can do this, and how much longer we have miles. to go. Sixty miles. And Maggie goes, "No, that's not what I'm talking about. How much longer till we die of starvation and thirst?" Right. Or the walkers get us, or another roving band of lunatics comes and get us, or and and to be honest, Joe, this set up the feel for the episode, and it was another episode, not exactly like last week, but not that The Walking Dead's ever a happy show, or but sometimes the action keeps things at a, sort of at a good beat going on. This, this episode, starting with that intro, set the theme of a very dark, depressing... Uh, we're going to get to a quote that our good friend of the show, Colin Riley, got us from uh, one of the creators of The, of the Walking Dead about, how, about the look of this season. I mean, we can get into it right now just because I'm saying it. Uh, Scott Gimple, uh, Colin Riley at... And you can follow Colin Riley on Twitter at, at 3 Analysis. I had a chance to talk to Scott Gimple and he got us this quote. He asked, 
will they will the show ever have a happy ending and he said and scott gimple says everyone survives in perpetuity and then he smiles and he says we'll see if we get there then he mentions this season is going to have a real cormac mccarthy's the road feel to it if you don't know uh that book i don't want to spoil too much of it but let's just say it's not a very happy it's not a very happy book <laughs> it was made it was it was made into a movie starring vigo mortensen Charlize theron um Michael William Scott, William Michael Scott, Scott Michael Williams, <laughs> Chucky White slash uh, Omar from The Wire. Yep. Uh, which I that was the single single role that absolutely sealed my my uh, my love for for that actor. And it's and it's it's tiny. It's like thirty seconds, maybe maybe two minutes worth on on screen. And he just delivers such a powerful performance. I love every second of it. Now, Joe, now Joe being familiar, yeah. a little familiar with the with the source material that he's talking about, probably a little more familiar than me. Can you sense that in this season? Do you get that kind of feel so far? Abs absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I, with this episode in particular, absolutely has it definitely had that a very similar feel to that movie in particular. Yeah. Or it, that movie is one of the better and not so good kind of post-apocalyptic movies um in mm -hmm. my opinion charlie's kind of ruins it but yeah but again her part is very small and this definitely had that kind of somber uh longing walking down the road kind of feel and you definitely get a, a comparison they, these these people are very drained they have no water no very little water like very little food left they're all going on minimal calories and and <laughs> I, I just kind of wonder nobody's losing any weight here <laughs> well it's, nobody's, it's, nobody's lost any weight in the zombie apocalypse nobody's getting emaciated well, I'll, I'll they're, pull, they're all looking pretty healthy for looking not pretty healthy it's still more believable than hurley on lost not losing much weight so We'll go to that again. I said yeah. still still is belie more believable than the, uh, the 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 chubby guy on Lost not losing all the way any weight is, is his character. Oh, we have a couple of questions uh, or comments. Jackie says the only problem I have now with the show is that Eugene and the baby really don't serve a purpose. Interesting. Uh, the baby I think serves one purpose as to the point of being the one thing that keeps Rick sane. Oh, it's if, the future. It's the future, and if anything happens to that baby, we, we're gonna get crazy Rick Believe again. Leave the children of the future. Teach them where you make them eat Sorry about that, guys. Uh, oh, and no, absolutely, and Rick kinda, and Rick kinda says something about that uh, later in the episode when he talks about, you know, he thought Carl had it, you know, Carl, Sophia, the kids of the world now would have it the worst, uh, the way the world is, but in reality, he thinks that might be wrong. It's the adults who remember what the yeah, world was. Absolutely, growing up is is getting used to the world, I, and they're getting used to the world as it is. They won't know the difference. And, uh, and Judith won't either if she survives. So it'll be like you know, stay away from the wildcats and the wolves <laughs> out in the woods, and have yourself a good day. And as okay, for baby, bye. As for Eugene, Jackie, I think the only purpose that Eugene serves right now really is what he served in this episode too, as comic relief. And I thought, and I thought he was pretty funny in this episode. We'll get to that scene, but but I yeah. agree, I agree. Attached the group, his only purpose right now is to be similar to. He, he can't really do anything. I guess he's the smartest. Uh, I guess he's the smartest when it comes to trivia knowledge and and certain certain <laughs> things. He can make a battery out of a out of a nickel and a yeah. That might, or something. yeah, that might come in handy later, I think. 
and a uh, rapper. And you know, it, it's it, a great comparison would be uh, an adult has a tough time learning a new language, but a child growing up on the border of four countries will, will walk out knowing five languages, no problem. Absolutely. You, you just could become conditioned to that kind of lifestyle. It becomes what's normal to you. And uh, Jay Thompson says, or Thompson says, what's up, guys? Looking good, Joe. This is, so he's saying I'm looking bad. I, that, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, understand. I understand. No, no, I'm kidding. Joe is looking good tonight. I, I love your setup. Aww. I love your light. Your lighting's really nice. You have, you have a cool, cool look going on there. My laptop. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's shining on your face and letting us see your pretty face better. I, I'm, 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 I'm smiling. Okay, we have, we're, back from the, we're back from the opening theme to the road. And uh, Rick and Abraham are driving, and Abraham says, we're out, just like the other ones, no more gas. Rick says, so we'll walk. And we see the whole group just kind of walking down the middle of the road. And we see a group of walkers kind of trailing behind them. I don't want to get on a sub, like a too much of a rant, but what happened to that group of walkers we saw at the end of the first half of the season that were blocking the way to DC? I guess they worked around them, but that was a pretty fucking huge group that was blocking the initial group's way to DC that somehow this group has made their way around. So well, that was, yeah, that was a uh, hundred miles ago. Or that was right, you know, but we we ago, never saw miles. we never saw how they dealt with those like in, in the initial. Well, moment. they didn't have maybe like as when they went back, the, the herd kept moving east. Like it was a perpendicular path. I think you know? I think for whatever it's worth, the most interesting aspect of the walkers themselves. Someone was talking about this in the comment section from last week's episode. Uh, I think the most dangerous aspect, and the most interesting aspect of the walkers to me is the hordes wandering around the country. The, those we haven't really gotten any any like we had one big horde last season and then the I season before the we, last season but. yeah and then the one that we talked about last week that they smelled and we kind of saw in the distance but we didn't get real close up in it uh so we've seen kind of two I, I just hope that comes up more as we go along because i find that i find that really interesting as it, it actually sets the walkers up as a legitimate threat other than other than just forgetting about it and some of them going into stealth mode sometimes or something <laughs> It's, uh, okay, we have a couple more quotes, uh, questions. I mean, Jojo Mopi, really glad to watch you guys again. The storm hasn't turned you guys into The Walking Dead. I got to admit, if this if this show was a couple hours ago, after what I was dealing with outside in, in the win- in uh, the the lands of always winter out there, it, it, I'd be pretty. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, be. No, it's it's not Walking Dead. You can't walk when you're done with uh, shoveling all this yeah, crap out. You just die. I don't want to get too much into it, but I'm putting I'm putting shovel load six feet up. <laughs> yeah, there's no place to put it. You have to put it over your head to get it off of the sidewalk and out of the driveway. <laughs> it's true. J- J- uh, J. Thompson said, Thompson says, do you think that the show will go that far uh, not having the baby killed? I think, do, yes. do we think, yes, I think, do, I think, yeah, I think. Not, the, not having it killed, in killing the baby. In he killing he the, wants to know if they'll kill the baby. Yeah, they'll yeah, kill the baby. I, I, I if figured. If they want to, they will. They will. I, they will. I'm, I don't think the show's beyond that at all. And I, I but to me, I think they'll for whatever it's worth, they're gonna wait till the baby gets a little older before they kill it. I it's how I'm feeling. I feel probably gonna die as a toddler rather than a baby. It's just my guess. Yeah. They you know, when that baby dies, that I mean that Rick will still have Carl to, to carry on. He doesn't care like about he's Carl. already yeah. thought Rick already thought the baby was dead. And he, he kept carrying on for Carl. So I don't think it's going to be a big thing. I think Rick will be able to come to terms. He knows he has to keep going. So 
even if they kill Carl or if they kill the baby, it's not going to be a big difference either way to Rick. We've already kind of seen him uh, disassociate from that. Right. You, know? you, you don't think he could get Laurie crazy again from the loss of the baby? Like he, like he no, got after. I still think it's in his mind. He's not sure if it's even his baby, <laughs> Laurie's baby, and possibly mine and or Shane's baby. Oh Shane! Oh, we're gonna get into well, Shane. He won't know until it's four and still doesn't have any hair. Oh, I love when we talk about Shane. It excites me. Uh, I've I rewatched The Wolf of Wall Street on the loop just to watch the Shane scenes. <laughs> so uh, they they notice the walkers behind them, and Rick says, "We're not the strongest." Uh, we'll get them when we're be- when we're better, when we have a better opportunity, when we see an, op- an, a, an opening. They're not going anywhere. Rick says it's been three weeks, and uh, he he's he's talking to Daryl, and he says, "I know you've lost something," uh, meaning with Beth. Daryl says, "Your baby is hungry." Rick says, "Oh, the baby will be okay." He says, "We need food and we need water." And Rick, just being kind of optimistic and whatever the last couple of weeks, just be like, "It's gonna rain sooner or later." Well, you know, chill out, dude. It'll rain. Daryl says he's got to go on a mission, and Carol says she wants to, this is our little Carol bit that we have for the episode, she says she wants to come too, and he's like, no, I got it, and Carol's like, are you going to stop me? Yeah, she's like, I'm the fucking Terminator, are you going to, I'm Carol, I'm going to go where the fuck I want to, or you can't fucking stop me. Yeah, there's no stopping her, she'll, she'll do what she wants, and she'll, yeah, who do you think you're talking to, Daryl? Yeah, and I also think, we'll get, we'll get into it, because it happens pretty soon after, I think I would say that any of the people that were hoping for Daryl and Carol romance, I think tonight in some ways was the was the end of the hope of that because I, I think she loves him so much, but she looks at him as like one of her kids. At least that's what the looks I got when we get to the scene that we're going to be to in a few moments. She yeah, really with the, with the kiss on the forehead that kind of ended. But yeah, yes and no. I think she showed a mothering side, but she I think uh, she realized I don't know. I think it's over. I think that's over too, but you never know. Writers can change things. Things can change in a heartbeat, but I never wanted it to go that direction to begin with. So, so after that, we get our really our only Carl, Carl, sorry, Carl, Carl Drogo, Carl of the night. He uh, found a music box when, uh, and when he looking for water, they found all sorts of stuff they don't need. They find booze. They, they find music boxes, but can't find any water. It's broken, but... Uh, they find a dead girl tied up in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, they find a dead girl gagged and tied up in the trunk. Uh, <laughs> she, like, oh, missed it by three days. <laughs> she's like, she's, he's like, oh, I think it would remind you of Beth. Or he, should, he doesn't actually say that, but he gives her, gives her the music box. We, I know how much uh, you, you didn't know. That. In case you didn't know this, Maggie, Beth liked to sing. So here's the music box. So, uh, so then Maggie, we have a Mar- Maggie and Father Gabriel uh, moment. He talks about how... Uh, it talks about uh, the priest thing and what it's made out of and, and how it used to be made out of, uh, I don't know. I wasn't really listening to what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be made out of hair. There were hair shirts. And the point of it was it would be itchy. So it would remind you of all your sins and how you're supposed to be uncomfortable around God or some shit. Like yeah, that. yeah. I don't know. And some it was- weird uh, culty stuff that, you know, religions do. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I fucking loved Maggie in the scene. I'm hard on Maggie, but I loved how she was. Yeah, of course. She oh. just rips right into him. She's like, shut the fuck up, you false yeah, fucking yeah, bastard. Yeah, you, Dude, what? You're supposed to protect your flock. You let them all die outside. <laughs> you want to talk to me? Yeah. You want to offer me salvation? Go save yourself, you fucking prick. Yeah, eat a leave, literally go eat a dick, man. You, you, what you, know, you t- and for the, for the most part, I have to say, yeah, 
um, Maggie and her family took some people in on the farm. Other and helped Rick and but Maggie's family was basically going to say, "Get the fuck out as soon as you're as soon as you're ready to leave, leave." So, but she did. Right, but but they did end up ultimately. Of course, they almost killed Carl, but took him in for a little while and then let him stay even longer. But yeah, like Katie says, those were his his parishioners, his flock, the people he knew and loved, and was supposed to save and and help and care for. Evil mother. I have no right to to offer me salvation right now. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, I just met you, and that's all I know about you. Not to mention, as she says, you didn't know shit. You didn't know them. You never met either of them. Right, and you you, you don't even pick up a weapon to help us. Yeah. Right. No, no, you don't get to talk to me. Yeah, don't like the, the don't act like it didn't happen. And she gives him an evil eye. Big Kev says, "What's up, guys? Keep up the good shows." Did you do you think that Daryl gave Maggie the eye in the barn? She can't help herself. <laughs> I don't think anybody can help herself with Daryl. She must have seen him eating the worms, and that uh, and that and that got to her. I mean, you watch a man eat a worm like that, you can't help but get excited, especially when it's. Uh, Daryl, he's just he just does it with such charm. Oh, the, he didn't even like wipe it off. He was just no. like ah, he like like kind of moved a little uh, some of the big chunks of dirt, but mm. like no, he he's got he, that he like chewed too, dude. Oh, that's the kind of thing you just swallow. No, he's got that Mick Dundee for you know crocodile Dundee charm. <laughs> you know he could just do it. You know yeah, I'll, I'll cook that. I'll cook that thing. I'll cook it. It tastes good. Them's good eats. And yeah, do you do you do you just dig for the one? You kind of, don't you want like. You need yeah, you need a few. You like, he should have, like, yeah. dug up, like, a whole fistful. Like, yeah. that's what I want. I you, want to see Daryl eat a fistful of worms. When you get... Nothing, everything tastes better with it when your mouth is full of it. <laughs> you only have one thing It's true, there, Joe. Right? And worms are like gum. You shouldn't really eat them unless you have enough for all the class. You know, right, unless yeah. you're passing them out to everybody, you really shouldn't be chewing hope the worms. You enough for the whole class, Yeah, Darryl. I hope you did, Daryl. So the group continues... Those, those, those are great little, like, uh, those are packed with protein. A few of those, you you know, a couple times a day, you dig up a few worms. It's not going to keep you alive for long, but at least it might get you to the next house or to the next uh, rabid dog attack. Yeah, you you have you have to do you have to do what you do you have to do what you have to do to survive. So the group continues as the walkers from behind start to kind of growl at them and starting to become a little bit a little closer, almost a little bit of a nu- nuisance. Sasha goes over to Michonne and she says, we can take them. Michonne says, we don't have anything left. Let's not waste our energy. Sasha says, we can take them. Michonne says, listen, listen, don't be stupid. You know, after what we lost, let's just wait. It's it's making you stupid. We're not the same. Uh, No, no, you know, she says, she says, uh, you know, after, after, Karen died. Oh yeah, Ty- I'm sorry. Tyrese became stupid and it almost got us killed. Like he's a good guy, but don't don't do that. Don't go there. You need to chill out. You need to relax. Don't become stupid. It'll get us doesn't all killed. She, doesn't she say it, it got him killed, which is right. stupid? Tyrese told her that too. But like, it didn't get Tyrese killed. Tyrese was clear headed. He wasn't stupid. He had already got over no, it. No, 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 not then. When he went and when they went out on an uh, venture after oh, okay. he brick and he like tried and he and they got, their car got surrounded by that like eight thousand. Okay, you're right. Yeah, Tyrese wanted to fight his way through it, and everybody was like, "Come on, let's go, let's go." And he just sat there and started kept swinging away and all this. Uh, that's been... what she was talking about, and that's exactly what Sasha is doing right now. She, we're not the same, but you're yeah, exa- yeah, okay. You're... 
you're exactly the same. You're doing the exact same thing your brother did. In fairness, uh, just for my myself forgetting that, it was a lot of Tyrese not doing anything for a while. I forgot about that. I forgot when Rick had to like tackle him and restrain him and all that stuff too. Like where Tyrese was, was pretty off the handle for a while. So we go over to the scene we were talking about before with uh, Daryl and Carol, and they find nothing. But Carol didn't really give a shit about coming. She just wanted to talk to him. Carol says, I think she saved my life talking about Beth, and she saved your life too. And Daryl says, just go. And she says, she's trying to reach out him. She gives him, gives him Beth's knife and says it was hers. And she says, we're not dead. And Carol says that you're not dead. And I know we're different. I can't let myself feel, we're different people. I can't let myself feel. That's just not, I can't go there. I can't allow myself to go there. But you, I know you, and you need to feel it, Daryl. And then she- yeah, he can't help but feel it. He's a sensitive guy. Yeah, he's a sensitive guy. Merle always said that. He was always the sensitive one of the brothers. And he grabbed- yeah. She grabs him and she kisses his head and then she walks off to let him deal with it in his own situation. So we go over to Rick and he's looking over a bridge. And yes. And yeah, Jay Thompson. Thank God. No Carol and Carol. And Carol. <laughs> it's awesome. I forgot. You can see the chat. So we go over to, uh, to the bridge. That kiss, we pretty much sealed it. I, I think we pretty much put that kind of thing to rest for right now. I tend to agree. I think if it was going to happen, it would have it would have happened already. And I think I just I can't see them really doing. Can you see them doing many more romances just in general on the show, other than what we've we we've uh, we have with Maggie yes, and I, Glenn? I can. I can absolutely see them doing more romances right now. Uh, there's nobody that's going to be romantically. Michonne and Rick. group is done with with the romance thing. Barring some sort of like, okay, you know, Glenn dies and Maggie wants to move on or Maggie dies and Glenn wants to move on eventually. But no, I think we're done. The core group is done with romance until new blood is introduced. Right. That, all that does is, you know, that that's just the fodder for more dead. <laughs> more dead loved ones. So they should just stay within the group. They should stay as a very close-knit, sexual-oriented group. Like Rick and Michonne need to group off. They just need to like split up into a... I think that, oh, well, that's that's one I, I think that's I the one. Yeah, that's the one that most that's the one most people would say would be the most uh, mo more you'd put your money in the middle towards the Rick and Michonne if you had a guess that one of them would go in that direction or but yeah, if it goes there, if there's more if there's more romance, that would be the one. And I'm not sure that it, it does. Although a big step forward for that was Rick last week being, you know, listening to Michonne. Mm -hmm and agreeing with her about Washington and listening to what she had to say about fortifying the town and about not staying moving and stuff like that. That goes a big way. Yeah. I also, I also think you're right that if we are to have our romance again and this, and then I'll finish it here. It's probably going to be with Carl when he gets a little bit older, if he survives with some young girl that they find, you know? So yeah, of course there's that too. That, you when, know, if they don't keep killing them all on them. Right, exactly. They're, eventually, it's going to work the, out. The, the only young girl they're ever going to find now for Carl is Judith. Oh, 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 come on. They aren't the Lannisters. So we go... Judith, Judith and Carl or Judith and Carol? Or okay. Carol and Carl. R wrong and show, Joe. Wrong show. So do we go to Rick looking over a bridge as we get sort of a music change of importance as he uh, paces and they wait for the small horde to come at them. And they're ready, set up in a very orderly fashion. And they rock back and forth. And instead of killing them, they sort of force them and guide them off the cliff. It's it's really kind of a brilliant plan to not be touched and sort of just and just allay 
bullshit, kind of bullfight the walkers to falling down the pit. It was it was a pretty good plan. Yeah, it's it's very little energy expelling. And when you when you we've been watching our group walk down the road, there's they have no energy. They're on their last Yeah, they're legs. so lethargic. So and as they're doing this, tell me they don't look exactly like the zombies that they're throwing over the edge. It looks like zombies attacking zombies. Like Rick just kind of like pushes and stumbles out of the way, and then everybody starts just kind of like do, doing that. Very dull. Yeah, yeah. they. I think that was a, a setup for our speech later. Absolutely, I was gonna, I was Rick. just going to say that, Joe. I think everything in this episode was a setup for that speech. It was all, this episode was all a, all about that. It was all about that. Uh, Jackie says it's nice to see Michonne's character develop from the silent standoffish type to now be the voice of reason of the group. I agree. It is good to see her get to that, but it isn't good that she's becoming that because every time we've had a voice of reason in the group, they end up dead. I, I mean, I think that's common knowledge that every single one of the voices of reason, whether it's her, it was Herschel, then it was Bob for even for a second. And then it was Tyrese. And Tyrese. Yeah. They, they all died really quick. So, so that's not necessarily a good thing, but we'll, we'll hold on to, we'll hold out hope here. So, uh, so <laughs> except for Sasha, she so might argue Shane and Lori as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into Shane later. So Voice it's of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane, anyways. So we except for well, so, dur during this exchange, though, Sasha starts going crazy and starts swinging wildly, and Michonne tries to stop her and uh, tell her to, you know, just go sit this one out. You don't need to do this. You're not. You're not yourself. You're going to make a mistake. And as she grabs Sasha to tell her this. Sasha almost stabs her in the in the face and the head, but you know, Sa you know, Michonne's a ninja, so of course that's not going to happen. And then Sasha, you know, shrugs her off and starts swinging her blade wildly at all these zombies again, and almost stabs Abraham. Yep. Oh, she does. She does cut him across the side of the arm. And Abraham says the plan just got dicked. The plan just got dicked, Joe. <laughs> And uh, Rick and Glenn go in the offensive and they uh, stab a bunch. And Michonne's about, and uh, Sasha's about to stabs a walker and about to keep going mid slice. And Michonne stops her and she uh, pushes her down to the ground and she says, I told you to stop. <laughs> and then just yep. kind of stares at her. And, uh, and Sasha. Uh, I love the look she gives her too uh, as, the, as uh, Sasha kind of walks up ahead of her and Michonne just kind of. Dude, I'm a fuck. Do you realize how how quickly I'd kill you? That's the look. It's like, do you you really want to fuck with me? Come on. Yeah, your your gun means nothing. Yeah, come on. Haven't you seen Way of the Samurai? I'm gonna kick your ass. So so we go back to the uh, the group after a commercial break, walking down the road. We see uh, Carl get Rick's attention, and there are a few cars in the distance, and they will circle back in the woods and kind of sneak up and see what's going on up there. A small group heads down to check it out, and we're with Maggie as she looks into a car. There are keys in the car. She looks throughout, but but she decides to go in the trunk, and she opens the trunk, and there's a gagged woman inside that looks like she has died suffocated in the trunk, and uh, a kidnapper's car. And Maggie walks away freaked out and disgusted as she decides she needs to go back and open it again and kill the woman, kill the walker. And uh, the keys are stuck in the car. I thought this was another moment like we got last week with a couple of like the real life moments in the zombie apocalypse. Keys get stuck in the car too. You know, you never oh, see. I keep, my car key broke this week yeah, while I was at I was work. thinking about I you, Joe. Drive me a new car key out. Yeah, I was totally thinking about you in that part. I was like, oh, oh it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, my sister, for bringing that out to me. Yeah. It was very nice of you, Brenda. Thank you. So if she. You're watching, if you ever watch. 
Yeah, so she can't get it open as the music's intensifying, and she pulls out her gun and about to do something really stupid, really fucking stupid. And she and uh, Glenn stops her, and she freaks out. And uh, she's about to start shooting up the trunk to get the trunk open. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Call every walker within a hundred miles right to him. And she starts kind of like uh, blubbering. She's like, I love, there's a walker in there and I locked her in there. So Glenn shows her some love and then he opens it up and he looks in too, kind of like what the fuck and uh, slices it and kills it and puts his arm around Maggie and they walk off. Well, he's about to shut the trunk too. And then he's like, well, I don't need to shut this. But someone else comes up and tries to open it thinking there's something in there has to see this. No. Leave it open. Let him know it's been scavenged. I think that's kind of. The, I, I imagine that's the thought process that went through his head in that half. Yeah, a second. you're probably you're probably right. Glenn's at Glenn's thinking at a good level right now. I like where Glenn's mind I think, is. I think so too. I think he's uh he's the one level-headed guy in the group right now. Well, person in the group right now. I think also Rosita and uh, Tara Bottom. Yeah, are also big Bottom girl. I don't. Ta- I can never remember her name. Tara. Tara, thank you. Yeah, the big bottoms. I know, Kate. <laughs> Katie just gave you a look. Ta- big bottom. Wow, she's big bottom, apple bottom girl. Oh. She's so pissed at me right yeah. now. Yeah, oh, God, Joe. Go handle your business. So we go back to Daryl in the woods hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Katie. He... I know. I meant that in a good way. I meant it's happy business. So now she's mad at me. Now she's mad at me too. So Daryl's found in the woods and he's hunting as uh, as we see. You get me out of the doghouse, yeah. You're welcome. I took the I took the took the bullet there. Um. So he's been he's been uh, uh we see a deer that's just been ravaged. It's a corpse, and it uh, like bitten all down the spine, straight down the spine. It looked very much. See, and that's the thing. Well, while they hit the cars, Daryl says, "You know, I'm going off. I'll circle around because they want to make sure it's not a trap." They, so Daryl circles around through the woods to come out to the cars. And as he's going, he sees a deer on the ground in a clearing and off his off. And he kind of falls to his knees to look at it. It's a very small deer and it's it's bitten straight down the spine a bunch of times. Almost like it's been stripped, right? And then there's a walker dead leaning up against a tree. So it looks to me it looked very much like a trap. Yeah. But he, he did look like for a second he wanted to eat it. He, he, he thought about it for a second. He's like, uh, do I? And then he doesn't do yeah, it. Yeah, it looked like more like he was going to cry. Like, even the deer can't, like, yeah. real men escape cr- this. <laughs> yeah. Real men cry uh, too, was, Mr. Was, like, Yeah, it was a baby deer, and it's just one more one more thing dead. You Bambi. Know? Oh, poor Danby. Bambi. Kind of. Yeah, Bambi. Uh, don't worry, a million strippers will name themselves after you, Bambi. It's okay. <laughs> So, so as they come back, Rick shakes his head and uh, he comes back and uh, we flash over to the group and Abraham's pulling out a, pulls out a bottle and he says, uh, Tyra says to, Ro- to Rosita, all we found is this bottle. That's not going to help. It's just going to make things worse. They talk about how it couldn't get anything any worse, but it could get worse if Abraham gets drunk and violent and out of control. That could get pretty bad. And yeah, yeah. And- and dehydrated yeah. like that's gonna that he like if he drank that quickly he hasn't eaten anything he's got an empty stomach it might make him start to puke up the bile and a little bit more fluid that he that he just had like not a good idea to be drinking that booze at all yep i'm not saying don't keep it for later when you're <laughs> when you actually get to eat or drink water right. or use it for to pour on some wounds a little bit i mean it's better than 
dirty water, or, you know, just, I don't know, not a good idea to be drinking the booze. And like I said before, the zombie apocalypse, you're not allowed to drink anymore. There's no drinking anymore. <laughs> Big Kev says. Not you- while you're on the road. Maybe if you're in like in the prison and it's been a month without anything going on, but that's when you got to be vigilant. You know, you, you can't drink. You can't drink. No. Nope. So, you shouldn't be doing it. So, so you don't drink, kids. In the no zombie. drunk driving, no zombie killing drunken. No, you yell, you scolded at Beth and Daryl for last year. So you're keeping your stance of no drinking I'm in the zombie. I'm keeping my stance in that. Like, not a good idea. One of the worst ideas is to drink <laughs> while this is going on. So, so Big Kev ha- asks, did you notice what Sasha was wearing Tyrese's belt and had the hammer on it? Uh, she... So no, she's got boot. She's got Bob. Sh- now she's got Bob's shirt. Tyrese's hammer. What is she collecting? Dead people's stuff, like Daryl did with zombie necklaces. Interesting. And maybe she's trying to absorb their powers and just keep a keep a part of them, similar to uh, Alice in that in one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Freddy's baby one, no, or whatever it was. But so, in a way, uh, absorbing, trying to absorb their energy or get some sort of strength from it is probably what she's thinking in in that context. But and I know I did actually did not notice that. Good good eyes, Big Kev. Thank you. So uh, we flash over to the group, and uh, and just as they're talking about and having this big discussion about the booze, we hear something scurrying in the woods, and we hear some danger, some some stranger danger, and and no, it is not uh, it is not what our real stranger danger is later. It's three what seems to be at first feral dogs, but no, you see that they have collars on, but they're not feral dogs. They're just uh, formerly owned dogs that have turned feral. And they're barking at them. And well, that is that is feral. That is feral, yeah, essentially. But we find out later that they did have owners. They weren't just stray animals that are around. So and uh, Sasha pulls out the gun and shoots the dogs. And I can't. Yeah, they all just kind of look look at look at the dogs like, oh, oh no, and they're all kind of worried for a second. And I'm glad it was at least it was the person with a silenced weapon that shot the three dogs. And she was able to take out all three with three shots. Very good. Am I am I horrible, Joe? Am I horrible that this was harder for me than the Terminus stuff? Watching no, them I eat- immediately, as soon as she shot the dogs, I said, "Awesome, eat those." Oh, I was eat horrified, those. dude. I was horrified. The thing I mouth was, ah, oh, eating like kings tonight. <laughs> I was like playing with my own dog i was horrified watching that scene i'm like no you, way that was awesome they're gonna they're gonna be able to eat two of those dogs and package one of those dogs you, up for later you can hell yeah you that can, was perfect that was perfect time it was a gift from god right there you can eat bob's leg but stay away from my puppy i mean <laughs> that's how i feel i'm sorry perfect timing that was yeah, it was per- timing. like realist all kidding aside it was perfect timing it was something that they need that and the rain that comes later we're both exactly when they needed it it showed up and it was it was it was it was a lot of there was a lot of perfect timing in this episode for for the question that was asked to to by uh by our correspondent there to uh nicotero was it you said yeah the scott gimple gimple uh will there be a happy ending there was there was some pretty happy there was some good happiness in this one there was there was a few moments mixed with the little rays of sunshine like uh Coming down from the heavens for us. Jackie asks, I want to know the backstory with the gagged, kidnapped walker in the trunk. And me too. And I also want to know the backstory of what happened to the people in that town. And I have a Well, you see, last week uh, when I was out at the bar, I met this girl. <laughs> and 
I didn't quite get her home before the zombie apocalypse. Hey, Joe. Started. Joe, we don't want to hear about your private life, okay? Keep keep it keep it keep it aside. This is this is a, that's a different. <laughs> she she uh, hey Jackie asked you know. Yeah, okay, Jackie, Jackie. Okay, big and sexy says I'm glad Sasha shot those dogs. Rick and Daryl would have gotten all supremely fucked uh, supremely fucked up trying to fight them. And I agree. All kidding aside, I, you have to shoot the dogs and eat them. It's isn't that, that isn't that the big thing now? That tied up and gag thing isn't that just consensual? Isn't that Dorian Gray shit or whatever it is? Oh, uh, don't talk to me 50 about that. Fifty Shades of Dorian Gray. Fifty Shades of uh, J- should have been Jax Teller. Fifty Shades of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we keep going. So the scene was upsetting, but the scene scene was very reminiscent reminiscent of uh, of what Gareth was saying to them about we've reached bottom. What would you do when you reached bottom? And and I mean, yeah, yeah, they're dogs, but just for the average American audience watching The Walking Dead, seeing people eat dogs is pretty fucking horrifying. Or at least at least it was for me for a second, sitting there with my puppy on my lap watching the thing. You know, I'm like, oh God, I wouldn't. No, 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 no here we go. You know, to I'm me an it animal was. lover, you know that. You know that. And you know I would have a dog in a second. I know you I, would. If I could have it. You would eat a dog in a second. You, I know, Joe, you would eat a dog in a second if you could. But, but here's the thing. You tried, to eat, that, my, you tried world, to eat my dog. You eat the dog. You eat the dog. If, if it's. I agree, if it's, dude. I agree. You don't have to argue also with me. In this world, have a pet dog, a utility dog, a work dog, a hunting dog and not eat it and still have it as a pet. But when you come across wild dogs and you and your dog are, are going to be eaten by them, you shoot them and you eat them and you don't have a problem with it because they're food. No, you're, I, I honestly, it's Joe, different than the cow or the goat. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. It's or just the squirrel or the Guinea pig or anything else that, or the chicken, the lovely little cute chickens that want to cuddle with you. No, you're, I agree with you 100% that you eat the dog. I guess what I'm saying is for the average person watching that, that could, ju- that could be just as uh, shocking to the eye as uh, p- watching people eating people. You know, I, I've had this conversation with many people. Me too, Katie. Me too, Katie. I'd shed a tear over, like, over a... a, a a baby animal in the wild getting eaten by something else in the wild on the na- nature channel. I shed a tear over that. But if like, if there was like, you know, a dingo ate my baby and there was actually video footage, I would probably find that kind of hilarious. And I know that sounds wrong, but you know, who lets that baby get eaten by a dingo? Joe, would you rather watch Timmy get eaten by a bear or watch Lassie get eaten by a bear? I'd watch rather watch Timmy get eaten by a bear. Right. Yeah, like, like, did you, you? I'm sure you've seen the YouTube video of the baby that gets swiped in the park by the eagle and like lifted off the ground okay. two feet. If that baby actually got flown away with the eagle, I, it'd be almost the same amount of funny as that video is in the first place. Speaking of babies, I'd like to be caught up with eagles. Noah said, starts trying to talk to Sasha. Noah says, "Your brother tried to help me, but I'm inept and I'm not going to make it." And Sasha says, "No, you're not going to make it. You're an, you little bitch." Oh, please. A week and a half before, she was all like, "I want to give up and just stay here in this warehouse alone like with all these She was <laughs> So yeah, now she's all hard. Now that Tyrese is dead and Bob's dead and, and her world has collapsed. Now she's hard. Now, please. Now also we see her. This is, this is coupled with our whole group eating some dog and we get like a big, big, big meal that the group is having. And uh, Mackie, Maggie's looking at the fire kind of raged and father Gabriel takes off his priest's collar and throws it into the fire. And, uh, but that's it. He's done. 
So we go to Glenn and Maggie after the commercial break, and uh, and Glenn's trying to get Maggie to drink some water, and she says no, says no again, and then he says, why can't we just talk? She says, uh, and this is the one thing she kind of says about Beth. She says she never thought Beth was still alive. She didn't think she was still alive, not after her father dying. She just didn't think it was possible. But then after Daryl said that she was alive, I thought that maybe if I saw her, I'd feel something. But then seeing her dead in the back and forth, it just made me feel like none of it, like nothing was important before. So she describes a little bit about how because of the back and forth, it was hard for her to ever feel or think about her. So I guess this explains it. No, no, that doesn't really explain. It doesn't explain it, shit. That, and that goes to show you that she never really cared about Beth in the first place. <laughs> when I thought she was dead, it was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. My dad died. Beth died. Good. Okay, that, that's all over. I still got Glenn. Like, she didn't even mourn for dad. Like, and she just said that right then and there. Like, she, and then, and then, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not really uh, buying no. her. She kind of completely disassociated after seeing her father's head cut off, and she doesn't care. The only person she cares about at this moment is Glenn, and that's kind of waning, too. Yeah, and and she talks also about in this part that the only thing that keeps her going, it used to be the the dark part, meaning the zombies. I don't even know if I want to fight it anymore. I might just be completely done, is what she says. And I had to kind of rewind that part a little bit and put on my subtitles to try to even understand what Maggie was talking about there, just trying to rationalize the way she was feeling about the, it's, it was a little bit of the, I saw Ferris, you know, your your second cousin's best friend's third, saw Ferris at 31 flavor, like the way she's describing how she's feeling. I thought he was alive, but no, he's not alive. And then he wasn't alive. And I felt uncomfortable that he was alive, that she was alive. And then Daryl told me, and then I saw her like that. So now I want to die because I can't fight walkers anymore. Save me, Glenn. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty strange. It was pretty strange. It was rationalizing grief and you can't really do that it was the right shows with what she's trying what she's saying i was sad but i wasn't sad i was okay with it and then she was alive so i was super happy and then i saw her dead so now i'm not (laughs) super happy anymore and i don't know how to feel because i already thought she was dead so i just go back to thinking that how can i be super upset twice in a row yeah exactly a week ago when my dad died for beth as well yeah, it's it's a lot it was of rap. A very blonde moment in her head that she just kind of gave to like it was, diarrhea of the, you, of the heart. It stunk of me as the actress being like, everyone says I don't care about Beth. I need to put a Beth scene in there. Will you guys write me a Beth scene? Right, and it and it didn't make me think like she. It still no, she Beth fucked one of her boyfriends, or she <laughs> fucked one of Beth's yeah. We, we've been through this. We've been through or, this in nausea. You know, she always got the chocolate milk. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Some something, fucking something. bullshit. You know. Yeah. You, no, you can't go out with your friends. You've got to watch Beth while I'm out in the fields. Like, oh, I'm going to kill yeah. that Beth. She ruins my life. Stop taking my sweater. Yeah, fuck Beth. So Ren Renwood says, Phil, did you cover your puppy's eyes? Yes, I did. I hugged my puppy when they were eating puppy. And Ren Renwood also says, Joe, my dog is part of the family. They are off the menu. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. My Joe, you heard it right here. Joe Dirty. I'm not eating my kitties. I'm taking my kitties with me, you know, and I'm not eating them. No way. That was a life and death. Those weren't like your pets, Ren. Those those dogs get eaten. She's kidding. You're allowed to have a pet and not eat it until you decide it's not worth having that pet anymore because you're that hungry. Which I don't think, I, which I don't think I would, with it, if it was my pet, I would, I would starve to death. Oh, she's 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 kidding. I she's died. giving you a hard time before I killed them. But no, you're absolutely right, Ren. They're they're off your own animals. 
for me anyway, they'd be off my menu. Yeah. And I would keep them off of other people's Keep menu Joe away from your dog. So so Glenn says that, Yeah, your dog, Ren. I'm coming for it. Yum yum. <laughs> Glenn says Glenn says that's who you are. Maybe it's a curse, but you have to fight. We have to keep fighting. And yeah, how big is your how big is your dog, Ren? Is it is it a toy dog or are we talking like Great Dane or something? Something that gets good steaks out of uh, <laughs> Jerky, yeah, we make some jerky without a month. <laughs> so then we go back to Abraham and Sasha with Abraham walking down the street drinking. Uh, he's boozing, and she says, that's not going to make anything, that's going to make things worse. And he goes, well, no, you know what's going to make things worse? Your fucking attitude, or whatever he said. Oh, yeah, give it to her, Abraham. <laughs> and she's like, what? What the fuck is he talking about? He asks if we're friends, because he wants to give her advice, and she goes, no, we're not friends. And he just goes, fuck you. Hey, and what the fuck is that about we're not friends? <laughs> yeah, Bitch, who- I saved your ass. Didn't he, didn't he, like, go pick her up with, uh... Oh, no, she was with Gl- Glenn? I don't know. I forget how she wished what part of the group she was with. But what do you mean we're not friends? Well, aren't we friends? We're not yeah, friends. Like we're not friends. Shut up, dude. Come oh, on. I, I don't save a walker from biting your ass. <laughs> oh, is that why you cut me in the arm back there, you bitch? We're not friends. <laughs> Damn. Uh, That's law- harsh. Lawlessness. Uh, who? Uh, let me try to pronounce the. Uh, could you pronounce the name? The new name. Uh, he says, "One dog leg, please." I just don't want to butcher your. Uh, Simburbia the- Pictures. Simburbia Pictures. Thank you, Joe. Uh, one dog leg, please. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, front, front or back. Front or back. Yeah, you want a you want a hoof. <laughs> a wing, a, a wing, or a thigh, a wing baby. Or a hoof. <laughs> so, oh god, I can't even talk about this. So it. So yeah, fuck her. They're not friends. So back to Daryl and Daryl and uh, Glenn's offering Daryl water. He says no. Glenn offers again. He says, he says, uh, he says don't. And Glenn says we can make it, t- but together and only make it together. He's right. and uh, Daryl backs up. He's like, I can't handle this bullshit right now. And he says, I, I really, I really liked that line from Glenn. Yeah, again, really Glenn's Glenn speaking sense right now. He really is. Glenn speaking yeah. a lot of sense. I think Car- Carol is too. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're the most. And, she's another one. I agree with you. And the and the, I think well, and Rick too. When he, we get to Rick's speech later, him too. And I think those three kind of are doing a good job standing up, trying to keep the group together and keep the group moving on and moving forward. Michonne as well. Michonne. Yeah, you know, like uh, those are our leaders of this group. Everybody else is kind of floating through the minutiae yeah it's it'll be it's interesting to think where abraham's mind is uh it's it's interesting to think where abraham's mind is i'd i'd like to uh examine that and have a at least take a couple beats with him because we haven't really touched base with him since he's come back from the the craziness and uh and dealing with the whole washington situation i'd just like to get back in abraham's mind a little bit well i i think um we kind of we kind of you know, he drove the truck back, they went to the church, and then they went and found them at the hospital. So we kind of know that he's on track. And then we see a little bit later, I mean, with this drinking, this bottle, you know, it's not that much. He's a big guy. And certainly now that they've eaten their uh, dog. Yeah, they had the dog he's now. going to polish off that bottle and he'll be, he'll be fine. It's not that much booze. And he is talking reasonably. He was right about what he said to Sasha. Absolutely. You know, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun to see... Uh, to see more from him, I'm I'm pretty excited. Me too, me too. He's one of he's one of the characters. I'm excited to see where they go with him. And uh, so he so Daryl stops by him, and knowing that he'll just he won't start try to stop him. 
excuse me, Daryl says, tell everybody I went looking for water and goes off. And he goes and sits by a tree, pulls out a cigarette. Well, he, first, he notices the cabin. He sees the, no, when he, ca- he sees he's the, the cabin. Yeah, he walks off, and, though. And, and, and I thought, wow, that is so smart, Daryl. He sits off. He, ne- he doesn't approach the barn right away. He sits and he just stares at it and watches. And that's what I thought he was doing more so. And then he kind of takes out a cigarette and he breaks down. He starts crying, thinking about Beth. He starts burning himself with the cigarette. Real men cry too, Mr. Lebowski. Real men start crying too. Absolutely. But my biggest question is, how has he maintained a Zippo with lighter fluid in it this long? Does he, he must really can find lighter fluid. That must be something that's not in high demands in the zombie apocalypse. And they, they do die quick, but he hasn't been using it a whole hell of a lot. That's true. And maybe true. he used some gasoline. Soak that sucker in gasoline. It doesn't take that much. It's not, you know, what's that going to get you uh, a telephone pole length in a in an engine, but may keep a lighter going for a while. So, uh, sure. it... Sam Burbia pictures. Maybe you can do it. Sam Burbia picture says Michonne wants the group to fight for something for their right to live, and I agree. Michonne wants them to to just fight to fight for something strong, fighting towards something, not just to continue the minutia. She wants everyone to make sure that they know that the minutia isn't isn't the life because she knows better than anybody having been out there alone for so long before she met up with Andrea that ultimately if you let this become the norm and get institutionalized to it, it it can break you and you can just completely lose yourself. And they were so close to forming like a family and having real relationships and building something in so many so many times they were almost there. It it. They need to keep the hope alive that they're working towards something, or they might as well just be just be dead. Yeah, they they, they need to uh, they need to fight for something like a prison, uh, fight to get to Washington, fight to keep the town, or or something like that. They do. They need more of a purpose than just to wander and 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 look for the next place to scavenge. Absolutely. They, uh, Herschel had it right. They they need a field to protect, crops to grow, so they don't have to keep wandering. So you know things to look forward to the future to keep you looking to the future. Yeah, and, that, you know, and like it's and that scene was really awesome acting by Norman Reedus. The way he just broke down and just the just the whole scene, really excellent work by him in that scene. Some of the some of the best acting he's gotten a chance to do with Daryl to show like that level of emotion with him. And he doesn't often get to show the emotion that you know is going there. Like Daryl always is someone you can see the emotion behind the, the facade, but you don't often get to see him just break down like that. So it was really, it was jarring in, in a good way. And the actor played it really well. Yeah. So uh, Jackie makes a good point. Jackie says, I, I'm sometimes confused by how zombies can be, uh, be aggressively coming towards you. And in other instances, they can just sidestep and watch them fall off cliffs. It makes zombies less threatening. And, it, and sometimes, we talked about this many times, sometimes they're stealthy. Sometimes you don't hear them coming. They can just sneak up. Sometimes, yep. sometimes they have, uh, they can roll around. You can, Tyrese, for example. Sometimes, as we've seen in season one, they can climb ladders. They can use rocks to bash through doors. Sometimes they can't even uh, reach through, like walk around a tree to get after Maggie. They just got to reach through the branches. And, and Joe, sometimes they can even remember. If we remember back to Morgan. Our, yep, Morgan's wife Morgan's remembering wife. the door. Yep. So, Right. Sometimes like they can even remember. Zombies have a very large range here in this universe. And I have always thought that, Jackie, that the zombies just don't <laughs> seem that threatening. And then, like, 
Like Carl can fight off a zombie alone in that Sick, no, room not in just, the house, and then not go just eat one, not, but but fucking Tyrese can't fight off a, a zombie in the house. There, it like it's way too much for him to fight off. Dude, it I, it's, you know like that zombie was part Romulan and it went into stealth mode it, and it disappeared. It cloaked. <laughs> it cloaked for a second and it it came out as a bird of prey, a Klingon bird of prey. Actually, I was wrong. Not a Romulan, a Klingon bird of prey, and it attacked. I'm just saying, I, I I agree with you, Jackie. Some of the zombies are really like cheesy, but like yeah, they're they're slow they're slow walking moaners until someone's alone, and then they become these fucking hulks of like strength and brutality to the point where Daryl I think grabs at a walker in this episode and pulls his hair and rips its head in half. Yep. Uh, yeah like i mean come come on like that's how easy it is to kill them but like tyrese just died last week from a child walker and ren renwood says the the backup what i was like ha, ha, ha. gasoline cigarettes and uh lighter fluid but not a rat to eat anywhere yep. <laughs> not a single rat anywhere or squirrel squirrels are, are are getting scarce you gotta you gotta imagine all the house dogs that made it out of their houses alive are eating everything everything the small dogs yeah probably dead but they're Dogs are quick to learn, like to stay away from humans that are that are ripping apart the other dogs. And then the rest was taken by the cats. You got to figure there's groups of kitty cats out there Kitties everywhere. Too. Yeah, would would absolutely oh, would decimate so- all the bird and rodent population. And I'm surprised, and their population would boom. I'm sure, and we don't see any kitties running around. Yeah, I hope that's something we get explore to in the uh, some of those things in uh, in in the spinoff series, we can see like how the dog, how people react with the pets, knowing that the Los Angeles spinoff series is going to take place during the zombie breakout. So we're going to see a lot more of how people immediately reacted to everything. I really happening. can't wait for that. I think that's going to be awesome. I'm pretty excited and, for that. Uh, you know, with, as far as like the zombie crap goes, I watched that other one on, on a uh, sci-fi channel too. Zombie nation. Zombie nation. It's yeah. And it's, it's I, I really like that too. Z nation. I, I like the way it's shot. I like the filming of it. It's really cheesy. It's really bad. Yeah, it's, it's so bad and cheesy. It's it's good. It's more like what zombie stuff was before The Walking Dead came around. And, a, a little bit, yeah. And, and, and just the campiness. The, I love it though. I love that like, stuff. Love that but stuff. It's, it's good. It's fun. It's it's another universe. It's the B movie version, right? Yeah, I love that stuff. So uh, so after the our commercial break, Daryl gets back to the group and. Rick has a note that says from a friend and they left them a bunch of water. Do you drink it? Everybody out there, tell us in comments. Do you drink it? Do you drink the water? I'm, I think I'm like Eugene and Eugene says, scientifically, I declare that even if it's a trap, we're already in it. And, and uh, I'm going to. Yeah, exa- and that's, and that's, and that's the big point right there. If it's a trap, we're already in the trap. You're in the trap and you're being watched. Absolutely. I agree with that. But but do you think they could have poisoned? Yeah. You have not been poisoned or drugged yet, so you're not exactly. You're looking at the mouse trap, and you're deciding whether or not to take the cheese. You don't take the cheese. I don't drink that water. No way in hell. Um, I, I don't I, know I, if I slap. I don't know if I slap Eugene's hand. <laughs> I don't know if I slap Eugene's hand either. I I think I take the water, but I don't drink it yet. I like boil it or something. I don't no. know. You know, I don't take the water either. You can't boil off. Some things won't boil off. And yeah. and and this was a this was a great moment by Abraham, I thought too. And it shows exactly where he is now. Like you were asking, uh, you know, 
it shows that he's back in the game. <laughs> he's gotten over. He's gotten over the big lie. He knows that Eugene is part of the group, and I think he realizes that Eugene did save his life, and he's yeah. gonna. And he's gonna. Everybody in this group is his family. I think he thinks. But I also think he takes some enjoyment in the fact of uh, slapping it out of Eugene's hand as just a little, little bit of a fuck you to him in a funny way. Absolutely, because he doesn't just hit his hand; he gets his face a little bit too. Jay Thompson says, oh, "No, no, not drinking the Kool Aid." Kool Aid. Sam Burbia says it was a good brand. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, lawlessness would lawfulness would drink the water. Um, yeah, you and me, dude. You and me would be drinking that water. We'd be like, eh, we're gonna die eventually anyway. I, let's see, is the gallon like are they sealed still? That's what are it, they see, it looked bottles? like. It looked like they were. I, you'd be thinking about it. You you would if you were starving, starving. If you were dying of thirst in that moment and starving, and you looked at that, you would at least consider it. You have to. So right. so Eugene says the quality assurance and Abraham knocks out of his hand. And uh, just like I said, like he's still pissed a little bit. And Rick says we can't as it's just as they all decide they're not going to do it. It starts to rain. And then it's like, oh, happy day. Except for Maggie and Sasha. They cl- they kind of focus on them for a second. And, the- and Daryl, who are all not very happy that just have this sad look in their face. And Gabe and uh, another, another one of those. uh perfect timing moments like they got the dogs that came out for them to feed now suddenly like rick said earlier oh it'll rain soon enough bam now we got some rain coming down we have no longer father gabriel crying oh sorry my lord because he doubted oh it. no yeah he starts crying isn't this where he starts crying yeah, he starts so crying sorry, sorry. My lord. but but did, but doesn't this a sign that he did the right thing <laughs> um or it does it does become quite a big storm. It does, it does. The wrath of God is coming down now at this point. Jackie says Poland Spring all day, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, I don't I don't drink that water. I definitely don't drink that water. And I, I gotta say, I gotta I'm say thirsty this, right now just talking about just, it. It's a I'm trap. The water. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You ran across a couple of cars back there on the road. If this was someone that had water and decided they were gonna carry it uh with them to get away as they were getting away and it just became too much for them to carry. So they put it down. Hey, you know, from a friend, somebody take it. It's good water. Yeah. That's a possible scenario, but it's not one I'm willing to trust. As long as it's, because I, I, I struggle. I let the water grind me down to my knees before I drop it because (laughs) I'll end up just drinking it. As long as it's not Dasani, I'd drink it. If it's Dasani, I'll forget about that. The so. salty? The salty. The, the, the one, the only kind of water you can get if you're at a, a sporting event or a, a concert. They, they have a it's contract Coca-Cola, with everything. It's a Coca-Cola product, which they take out of the tap and add sodium to. When you drink that stuff, your mouth actually gets, it does, it'll say zero sodium, but it's less than one gram. It's just enough to keep your mouth dry. Yeah, that stuff sucks. And, and again, they sell, it, they sell it at concerts and stuff where the water is $7.50 for fucking water yeah okay anyways so so, thank you so yeah so father gabriel is crying oh my lord because they and he capture all the water as the baby cries and again like katie was saying we see some crazy clouds and it turns into like a really big storm as uh daryl says we have a barn we can head to they go to check out the barn and maggie's having bad barn flashbacks because the last one she saw uh had had a zombie sophia wandering out of there and, yeah. <laughs> and she sees Bibles and there's like one woman walker in a room and Maggie comes, uh, ends it. And uh, Carol comes from behind and 
and they they note that the woman had a gun but couldn't shoot herself and carol says some people just can't give up and or no maggie excuse me maggie says that and carol says like us yeah exactly maggie lays down as the rest of the group hangs out by the fire and uh and sasha kind of is also from a distance like away from the group and abraham's away from the group drinking and Sasha's kind of watching Abraham drink from a distance, give him kind of like a snarl, almost like she wants a drink too, but is afraid to walk over there and ask for it. And uh, Glenn says he'll, he'll, uh, he'll tr- he- this is just taking audio. There's a couple moments coming up here that I think people should make fan videos for. I might do it, but they're just hilarious moments where out of context moments we hear uh, Glenn say, uh, I will try. And Daryl says, we can't, it's too wet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know exactly what they're talking about, but again, they're talking just, about putting another log on the fire. I know, on the fire. I know, I know, but it just, it's just out of nowhere hearing it there. It's just like, it's awfully dirty. <laughs> Glenn says he'll try. And Daryl says it's too wet. Yeah. Football sporting commentary. Yeah. I want to rewind that. And uh, anyway, so Rick looks at sleepy Carl and Carol says he'll be good. He uh, bounces back. And we talked about this a, a, a bunch tonight, a little bit here and there. And uh, Rick says he feels sorry for kids growing up, but then he, he always did. But now he thinks he had it wrong. He thinks kids growing up in this are easy because they learn quick that this just is the world. They don't have to remember. And I agree with that. But you don't agree with – and then Michonne cuts off. So you disagree with Michonne saying this isn't the world. This isn't. This is not. And uh, – Well, and that's, and that's Rick's point. And that, and that alone right there. Uh, Michonne's an adult. She remembers what the world was, and that's to her is what the world is. You know, with forty hours a week work and all this other bullshit. She's no, proven- that's not the world anymore, and that's not the world for any children that are going to be growing up right now. You're absolutely right, Joe. She's uh, she's proving Rick's point by arguing about it. She's proving exactly what Rick just said that we're the Wait, ones that have it. Hold hard. on to that. We're going to have the toughest time letting go of what the world was and yeah. adjusting to this new world. They're just going to grow up in it and they'll when they're adults it'll be all they've ever known and they'll have to adjust to a world that's not like this when that happens. Absolutely. And uh if they, you know if they ever live through it. Samburbia picture says I've never tried Poland Springs water. And uh, Jackie says, I honestly couldn't tell you the difference between the bottled waters. And Crispy says about Dasani, it's salt water, LOL. It is salt water. Yeah. Absolutely, Chris. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Welcome, it's Chris. salty. And, uh, and then we get a story from Rick. Uh, when he was a kid, he talks about his grandpa being in the world. I love this story. Awesome. Awesome. And this, I wish he had done it in his English accent. And uh, the, I, we talked a little bit about this last week, and I want to mention it again. Uh both Andrew Lincoln and Norman Reedus had amazing moments in this episode. Two great acting acting moments. Uh, Rick, uh, Andrew Lincoln, said going into this season that his two favorite episodes that he's done since season one were the last week's episode and this week's episode. Last week, part you could think it has a lot to do with the radio voice and being able to do his own British accent and do all those radio sounds that were Andrew Lincoln's voice. If we didn't mention that, someone mentioned that in the comment section uh, last week, but to say that again, and this week, because of this speech, this was a really awesome moment for Rick and let Rick really stretch out his, and let, uh, and let Andrew really stretch out his acting chops here. This was, this was a really awesome monologue. It it was fucking awesome. And I wrote down almost all of it when I was, before before you get into that monologue, No, never mind. Go. No, tell me. I was gonna. I was gonna say Ren. Uh, oh, no, read the comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Peria is great stuff. I love I love that and Pellegrino, the the sparkling, the naturally sparkling crap. I love that stuff. Every, I used to hate it as a kid, but I love it now. Get a soda stream. They're fucking awesome. When I oh I got one. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking awesome. Okay, when I, when I was a kid. They're, they're, they save so much money. When I was a kid, Rick, uh, Rick says about his grandpa, if he, he asked him in the war if he killed Germans. And he wouldn't answer. He says uh, it's grown up. He said, I don't know why, grown up stuff. He asked if the Germans tried to kill him. And he says, my grandpa got really quiet. He says he, says he was dead the minute he stepped into enemy territory. He uh, told himself that before to go to war. And after a few years of pretending he was dead, uh, he eventually just made it out alive. Well, not necessarily of pretending he was, but every morning saying, okay, I've woken up a dead man. Yep. Rest in peace. Yeah, he would say to himself, rest in peace. Yeah, and that's the trick of it. And I almost, it got me thinking a little bit that, wow, the Rick hearing that's almost like in Pulp Fiction, uh, Christopher Walken telling young Bruce Willis about the watch up your father's ass. You know, I was just, (laughs) I was just walking around like a dead man holding that watch up my ass this whole time. And, uh, and, and then Rick turns into, that's what we need to do. We need to live. No matter what we find, we'll be okay. This is how we survive. We tell ourselves that we are the walking dead. And his voice kind of changes when he says walking dead. He, he almost sp- drops the Southern accent for a second and says it in a different kind of American accent, like a straight American accent. We are the walking dead. It was the, ti- the title line. I got really happy. I clapped. Yeah. I cheered. And, and I was happy. I loved it. I loved it. And for all of those who haven't been able to make the comparison until now throughout the seasons, that that the the even though they call the dead the walkers, that the title was about about the, the people group and, and not and the it's zombies. it's fair to mention Joe has a little bit more of an understanding and and a little bit more familiar with it than I am. But that line also gets said in the comics at one point in time by Rick. But I believe it's at a different time. It's when they're back still at the prison. I believe he says it. I could be I could be incorrect about that, but I uh, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. But but I think he says it when they're still at the prison, and he says it in a different kind of ta- context, not so much uh, resigned to this is who we are, this is how we're gonna live. He says it in a slightly more angry way, if I remember. But I, I think so too. I, I can't. It's I can't. Been a while now. Yeah, I can't recall completely. It's been a while for me as well. So uh, so so we cut after our commercial break after that. Uh, Rick says, uh, oh, no, wait, we're the walking dead. Everyone looks at him and Daryl says, this is the second moment of the episode that I want to make a little short video of of uh, the joke about a grammar joke that th- if you edit this the right way, you could make it seem like Rick is just correcting Daryl and grammar. his grammar. <laughs> I, and that made me, it made me ask, what, wait, what did Daryl say? Yeah, Darryl, and then I had to ask it again yeah. after he reset it. I was like, wait, did that, what? Daryl says- I was we, so confused because that's exactly what it was. Was he trolling his grammar? Yeah, he trolled, he's trolling his grammar. And I, this is the video <laughs> I want to do. I'm going to say it and someone else is going to make it, but I want to eventually make this. It's uh, Daryl says, we ain't them. And Rick goes, no, we're not them. Daryl says it twice and he goes no we're not them and then he, he corrects him again and he goes no we ain't them and then I want the and weird he gets up and walks away yeah and then <laughs> I want the like, weird no, Al we ain't them <laughs> and then under it all I want the weird Al song word crimes to be playing and it was a word crime <laughs> so it was just a funny like again out of context moment that could very well be shown in a in a silly light of Rick correcting Daryl's grammar it was just a, it was a funny moment and uh, Rick, but basically the point of it is Daryl saying, no, we're not dead. It's, it's, it's connecting back to what Carol was saying to him 
earlier that we're not the walkers. We we have we're something different. You feel Daryl. You you can never be just a walker. You have too much emotion inside of you. And yep. he he was sort of calling back to that. And it, it, I'm glad he stood up for him. But he, I I don't think that's exactly what Rick meant meant it as. I think Rick was saying it as this is what makes us strong that we can go into this mode. Then then we can come out of the mode. We can go in and out of our own stealth mode, our own ninja mode, which is us and we're the walking dead. Yeah. And, and I liked it. I liked that speech. I liked that speech a lot. It was a very motivating speech for the group. Um, it would have made me want to live another day. <laughs> um, and, I liked, and I liked how, I liked how he said, said, you know, at the end, he says, um, he says, you know, and that's what it is. That's what we got to do. We just got to keep, keep waking up and, you know, we do what we got to do, and at the end, then we live. We do what we got to do to survive, and then we get to live, and then we get to make it, you know? And I, I like that, too. Everybody keeps on saying, do you think we'll make it? I don't know if we can make it. Oh, are we going to make it? And I, like, you as, like, you don't. No, right, you, you don't do it, you do until you, until you don't. You make it, you make it till you make it. Like, there is no make it. Make it to what? There's no finish line finish line is either eaten by someone killed by someone you know or or something like there's no like it it almost seems like with that attitude like do you think we'll make it like they think like oh all we have to do is get somewhere or at a certain point in time this will all be over and they and that goes along with what rick and michonne's mm -hmm. conversation was Absolutely. about about the this is the world or this isn't the world and no this is the world and there is no it's making it until until we do what we have to do and then we live like the, there's there's no real making it it's just this is life now this is the world that's that's what this group can't let go of is that that they seem to have this thing like they can see the brass ring off in the future the banana at the end of the carrot at the end of the stick and they just keep walking to that carrot no there is no carrot at the end of that stick like time to make life decide what life is going to be yep. find some place and stay there and fortify it or 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 don't but like there is no make it as far as like i can see there's only like live it's just a different type of live but it's not 40 hour grind am i gonna make it am i gonna make it to what retirement 40 years from fucking now how the fuck do i know that's 40 years from now i might not make it there i might make it there make it no you just fucking live you do what you're doing to to do it to you get it done so big big kev i forgot i missed this comment before it says dogs become part of the wild and become a specialty meat in this world in the zombie apocalypse and also ask, we have two questions about this, but we're going to get to this guy, but I'll mention the two questions. Big Kev says, how's Aaron's clothes so clean? He seems like Mr. Rogers in the zombie apocalypse. It's a beautiful day in the walking. It's a beautiful day in the walking hey, dead. You know, it's a beautiful they found day. A, they, there's, a, there's a Walmart nearby that nobody raided. And uh, Jackie was like Amazon warehouse that, you know, <laughs> that nobody raided. Oh, look at this LL Bean vest, Carhartt, sweet. <laughs> and Jackie would also like to add, I don't trust this well-groomed catalog model coming in and making music boxes play soft melodies. Chris B says exactly. Everyone dies in this world. The chance of living a long life isn't that great. Backing right, up what you're right. saying, right? Like, and that's what I can't like. You make it until you don't make it, and do the best you can. Look out for your for your for your brothers and sisters, your, your friends. You do you. 
they they got to reinforce this whole phalanx thing that they had going on before. They got to reinforce the way they go through houses and barns instead of doing it willingly. They got to continually talk about this stuff as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned because they're not doing it. And uh, I'd like to thank Brohawk Riley and any of the people from the Couch Masters that are coming over and checking us out. And also, if anyone's interested in watching some Twitch streaming, you can check out the Couch Masters. I Twitch on that stream as well. And thank you guys for any of you guys coming back and forth. We really appreciate it. And thank you, Brohawk Riley, for promoting the fuck out of us over there. So over to Daryl, pacing in the barn, looking out the doors. And and then this is a really interesting scene because I went back and forth twice with this. That I thought it was real. Then I thought it was a dream for a second, the way it just yes. was set up. And then I was like, oh, my God, it was it really was real. It, yeah, when, when, when it started and Daryl looked out, he kind of like saw the doors flapping from the wind. And when he looked out, there was a horde of zombies coming. Katie and I both thought the first thing we thought was, oh no, how did they know to come straight at that barn? Yep. Like it seemed like a zombie bomb to both Katie and I. How did they know to come there? And then I said, oh, maybe the fire that they got going. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the governor was really scene, back. Maybe, maybe because they came at the fire in Georgia around the hospitals. That was a distraction. So maybe they somehow sensed the fire and was coming towards the fire. Mm hmm. It, it was it was and then the whole group ends up inside the fucking barn right and the whole group ends up running and heading to the door one, one at a time they one wake time. up nobody yells for help or nothing like that but one at a time they kind of wake up and all run to block the door until until finally the last person up to go run and put his weight behind it is carl's he puts the baby down and i thought oh no this is it. Yeah. Judith is gone. Especially because from the backside. Especially because they close. They did a close up on the baby for a second to let you know right. the baby got put on the ground. I don't know if that was like if Tyrese was there. No one would be putting that baby in the corner. No one put. <laughs> no one put, puts the baby in the corner with Tyrese. Nobody <laughs> puts the baby on the barn floor. <laughs> on the barn floor. <laughs> so they push and it. Then it cuts to commercial break, right? No, no, no. It's push, push, push. We go to black, and then it cuts to Maggie waking up. Like it was okay, a dr- so like it was just a black a black cut. Like it was a dream, and I thought, oh god, oh my god, yep. Joe's gonna be so upset because because it was a dream, another dream sequence two weeks in a row. I was like, oh bullshit, that yeah. really a dream? Someone and Katie said it too. Up, oh, somebody was dreaming. So like, was dreaming. Black. And that so and did it Steph. Up, yep. It was Maggie's face, and I was like, that's a strange dream for Maggie to have had. Yeah, and I agree. And let especially if it didn't go the distance, and we didn't see some at least a few more people dying in the dream, then it would I would have understood a little bit more if it was a dream. But it, the way it was shot, it made it seem like it was that. But then it, she wakes up and we see her looking at the baby and we get a little well, baby and, back and, and forth. It too, it seemed like it was more noise going on than just walkers pushing on the door. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like the thunder was crazy nuts. Crazy nuts going on. So, and I was like, oh, a lightning bolt's going to strike them all down. I said that to you guys. Yeah, a lightning bolt's yeah. going to strike them all dead outside the door. Watch. And to, to skip ahead a little bit to what happens, uh, ultimately you could say this was the third time that some act of in thread of a better way of saying it, some act of God saved their asses. Yep. This was the, th- this yep, was the third. They, they wake up and they go out. Uh, she was, she goes over to uh, Daryl. Maggie opens her eyes and goes to sit next to Daryl. Who's just staring at everybody sleeping, keeping watch, making sure nothing happens. And uh, Daryl hands her. Well, first Daryl says to her, you know, looks over at Sasha and says, or she says, you get some sleep. He says, yeah, I will. Oh, and then look at, look over at Sasha. You know, he was strong. And she goes, yeah. And he says, you know, and Beth was really strong too. She just didn't and know she it. She goes, yeah. 
don't talk about her because I don't really give a shit yeah, about that. Yeah, Beth. don't don't and, mention her. Yeah. And then Daryl says, <laughs> "Well, here's that music box," and she goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna go cheer up the little the little uh the little crybaby over in the corner with it." Fuck Beth. And they go off, and she goes and wakes up Sasha. Yep, and the two of them go outside to see all the walkers crushed by trees, <laughs> as we mentioned. And the path of trees just yeah, down. Let's pause for one. Joe, let's pause for one second, because you made a good point. She doesn't want to listen to Daryl talk about her sister and reminisce about her sister. She wants to go over and console Sasha about what happened to Tyrese. But again, to say what Big and Sexy said that earlier in the show, she cares more about the death of Tyrese and eating the dogs than she does about her own goddamn sister. And like, and like, does she really think like? So she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go uh, console with with Sasha because I just went through this with Beth, or or I'll know what she's feeling and she'll know she'll know what I'm feeling. We both just lost a sibling, but like." I think Daryl's more hurt over Beth's loss than Sasha is over Tyrese's. Absolutely. I, I think, I think Daryl is most hurt by Beth simply because of the way the whole situation went down. When that's what that cry was so important about, of dealing with everything, of losing her, getting drunk, going against uh, Joe, Joe's second rule of the apocalypse, of sticking together, number one, number two, don't get drunk, uh, and, and breaking that rule and losing Beth. Uh, in the context that he did and finding her and everything like that, Daryl really went through the most with the Beth situation. And she meant so much to him because she kind of brought him out of whatever malaise he was in. Right. Mm -hmm. Correct. Malaise was the word I was looking for. Not minutia, I think. Oh, whatever. <laughs> They're both M words. You so, got me there. Uh, whatever. I, I, I'll beat you one out of a hundred times and one of a thousand times in Scrabble. So the two of them heading outside, uh, they see the walkers crushed by the trees. We talked about that a lot. And uh, she sees it. She says, Noah, that kid, he, uh, he, says, he, he says he can't make it. He says he feels like he's going to die. That's how, that's how I feel right now. That's how Sasha feels. Well, I, before we get to I want to go back to that swath of trees knocked over. Oh, yeah, good. With all please, the zombies please. impaled upon the branches and everything. And Sasha's like, oh, my God. Uh, it passed right by us. We should have all died. Maggie, just very cold, is like, yeah, well, it didn't. Let's go. Yeah, like, she's very cold. Like, it, it took them out, not us. Let's go. Let's do this. And, like, every single one is just impaled. That's why it was like a tornado did come right by that, like right, right across their door. Joe, can I, can we also talk a little bit about, did you like how they cut there, how we didn't see the end of that situation? Should we have heard like a big crack and then the zombies stopped pushing? Should we have seen how that ended? Did you like how they no, cut? To I Mag liked it. I liked it. You liked I it? I really liked how that, how that kind of ended. We don't have to see like the the stopping of it or the, the whole building shake. I kind of liked it. Yeah. You, and I, you liked the fake out about the dream thing. Like, cause I, I did like the fake out about the dream thing because it really, I, I was upset for like a half a second. And then that, the relief from it, when she opened that door was very, was like, Oh wow. What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, welcome the to the, welcome to the room. Ghetto toad just finished watching the episode. Enjoyed the barn scene and looking forward to the new threat. That's what we're talking about right now. The barn scene. Me too. I thought this, this scene had a lot of tension. Joe, just to, I kind of, to answer my own question. I also enjoyed it. I liked the way it was cut. I liked the way I thought in general, uh, w this episode was, Really well done. It had its slow moments, but the pacing of everything leading up to that big scene in the barn, uh, just nothing good happens in barns in this world. It, as, it, as slow as the first half was, I blinked 
and it, it was, was over. Yeah, it was half, half over. I agree. And yeah, it slowed down, and like from there, it slowed down until the last fifteen minutes, where I think it just kind of like took off really yeah. well. So, so let's get into this here. So, that was a very nice. Boom. Yeah, very, a very nice arc to the episode. I I totally agree. And uh, she says that Noah, that kid, he said he can't live here anymore. He can't live anymore. He doesn't feel like. He doesn't know how to do it. And and Sasha says basically the same thing. I, I can't live anymore. I don't know how to do it. Maggie says, you're going to make it. Both of us will. She opens up the box and says, uh, Daryl fixed it. And it's broke. He, yeah, he brushed the dirt out of the mechanics. And it's broke. And they both they both laugh, which I think. I, which I think that's an important moment for whatever it's worth. Joe, I think that was the sign that you're going to be happy. And this oh, was, yeah, that's, that's the moment you realize that it's, it's Murphy's law. Like, yeah, the tornado happened. Yeah. The rain happened. Yeah. You ate dog, but like the little things like that, you know, but if, I, if something can go wrong, it will most likely. But what you know? I also mean is it's the TV moment that because they laughed right there, they're over. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Right. They're over the deaths. We're not going to talk about those people much anymore. It, it's, right. It's, it's, it's done. We, <laughs> That's we, a good point. That's like the kiss on the forehead. Yeah. The, this relationship is done. Yeah. And we can, we can, we can fresh. The morning has passed. You know, I like, I like too how they, they, they were there for the sunset. Yeah, uh, to watch the sunset. To see the sunset, which is why ultimately Maggie sunrise. I mean, sunrise, sunrise, sunset. That which is why uh, ultimately Maggie decided to go to get Sasha ultimately, so they could go watch the sunset, sunrise. Sorry, you did it. You did it to me. You messed me up there. So let's get to it here. What the real highlight of the end of the episode? Let's so, put the box down on the rock in between them because it's not working. Exactly. So suddenly some nicely as we as a few people have mentioned in the super well-groomed ll bean model yeah cat steps right out the pages of the catalog yeah he's been he's been hoarding the malls the, the they went he went to the malls and he's constantly he's got a dryer like his collared button down blue like blue and white striped checked shirt it's like perfectly pressed he's using yeah He's he's got dry cleaning. He doesn't just have a wash machine. It looks like oh, yeah. he's been going to dry cleaning. He's getting the oh, wash yeah. dry fold. He, he's he's he, some shit's going on with this dude. And he says he says hey 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 as they pull out the guns and he says good morning. And I know uh, I know I know I know how you're feeling. Stranger, oh, yeah, they both instantly draw down on this guy. Yeah, stranger danger, stranger danger, stranger danger. And what makes it even more stranger danger is because he said stranger danger. I shoot him right there, Joe. just because he said stranger danger. Yeah, don't you shoot him right there because he says that you have to. Yeah, I agree. You you should. And and here's the thing when one person alone approaches you and what does he say? He's like, he's like, I understand how this, how this looks, a stranger danger and, and blah, blah, blah. But I need to talk to your leader. What's his name? Rick. Bam. No, that's when you shoot him right then and there. I don't care what you have to say. We need to shoot you. And then we need to run back to the barn as quick as we can, because there's definitely somebody looking from these woods right now. Joe, why don't you read ghetto toads plan in the, in the comment section, please read that second. Okay. Ghetto toad says, as soon as that dude walks out from behind the trees, bang, shot through the face and teabag in the body, on with my day. Hell yeah. Thank you. Done. Almost like what Rick did to those guys in the liquor. Almost what Rick did to those guys in the liquor store, like, or whatever it was in the convenience store when he bumped into those oh, guys. In the, in the bar, when Herschel goes to get, get himself drunk. Yeah. and uh, The bar. Yeah, it was the bar. Yeah, and the guys show up from the, from the uh, what is it, Randall's, Randall's group shows up. 
and, and attacks them and, and tries to take some stuff from them and wants to know where they are and all that. Blah, blah, blah. And then this guy's got some magic powers or something and he makes the music box play and the music box plays and... Yeah, the music box starts working all of a sudden. He's a witch! Yeah, he's a witch. He's got some sort but of... if that isn't a sign to shoot him in the face, yeah. if the music box started working, playing are... an eerie fucking creepy tune. How are these people not shooting him in the face? I mean, right. or at least in the leg. At least something, right? No, he comes out, he is perfectly well-groomed, and he's asking about, where's your leader, Rick, right now? Which, which yeah, like, a tornado just came through last night, so where did you stay last night, too? Yeah, and, and also, if you know his name and everything like that, I guess you have to keep him alive. I guess not shooting him in the face isn't the best thing. You want to know what he knows. Yeah, you do, but you you also need to know that you're being watched. At this point, you know you've Eugene definitely was right. walked through the trap. Eugene was already you're definitely right. Definitely in hostile territory. That water on the road was definitely a trap. You you went past. Uh, you made made it past that, and then you went right into the trap again. But also, it proves that Eugene was right. That we're if this is a trap, we're already in it. Right. So we should. They should have drank the water it by miles too. Yeah, absolutely. They've been, they've been, yeah, they've been at <laughs> Ghetto Toad says there must be warlocks at play. There has to be yeah. 99 level warlock at play somewhere. So, yeah, so that's how our episode ends leading into this guy, Le- leads on a cliffhanger of what does this guy want? Who's he with? Where is this leading? My only possible thought is it's leading the pain. There's pain coming. Oh, yeah. There has pain. to be. Pain abounds. Okay, G- Ghetto Toad contests that maybe, maybe we can just shoot him in the balls. I, I think, I think that's a good, uh, that's a good, good point. Yeah. We have a couple other questions. Big Kev has a question from a couple weeks ago that we never got to. Uh, question for the show. I have an hour to uh, blah blah. But who is your favorite person on the show? It can be good or bad, dead or alive. So who are our favorite people? Our favorite characters in the show? I'm, I've talked about it a lot. So two of my favorites are, because I can't just answer the question with one, the first two that pop into my mind are Merle and Shane. I fucking loved having Shane as someone that could challenge Rick and that Rick wouldn't just cast aside everybody else, even the strong forces within the, the brain trust that press against Rick. It's he don't have the hand on him. And in some ways, well, well, Shane could Shane could argue with him and push him, and that's why Rick had to kill him, and and because Shane wanted to kill him too. I know Shane was crazy. Don't let's not get into a whole Shane. Let me do my answer, then you can do your answer. Well, no, I just want I I have a question. Like, is this is this who's our favorite character in all things character wise, or who do we want like? on our team to be our friend in the zombie apocalypse. I'm just going to word how it was said. Who's your favorite person on the show? It can be good or bad, dead or alive. So he's kind of leaving it more open for our interpretation to answer the question. So, so who entertains us the most? That's why I'm picking story. Merle and Shane, because both those characters, uh, because of being uh, not straight down the center, being kind of like off-kilter characters, uh, mess with the normality of this group, but they still get shit done. And I enjoy seeing two people that can still get shit done a different way than Rick and be successfully yeah, you know, squirmed like away. The governor falls in that same category. I, do, I, I, I just don't like the governor quite as much personally. So See, and, and here's, here's the thing. Both of those two characters that you mentioned are two are too fatally flawed in there and they're not good guys. And I have a tough, I don't necessarily dislike bad <laughs> guys, but when it comes to when I start picking favorite characters, 
I usually go side of good guys. Okay, so pick pick your two. Pick your two. Uh, that like, you know, like, or your one. Uh, Daryl. I would have to say. Daryl. Okay, good pick. It's good pick. Daryl. Daryl. Yeah, I like his character. Like not just like the character himself, but like at like his morals, his no. up, his, his no. standing. Now, Joe. I, the... I, like, I like his view of life. I like how he uh, he's very good, righteous person. Now the real shame of it, though, is that uh, if 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 they had really if they had actually made that Walking Dead video game not a piece of shit, we could have played as Merle, our two favorite characters in a decent video game. But no, that game's a piece of shit. So we, they fucked us. <laughs> I thought it was a good game. No, not that one. That one was that one was horrible. The, the Telltale one was good. The uh, the Survival Instinct game was a piece of shit. Uh, so anyways, we have Jackie. Jackie says, before you shoot, uh, the guy's name was Aaron, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Before you shoot him, at least ask him for some grooming tips. Right. I, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Amazing <laughs> point. How do you get the zombie out? <laughs> oh, w- welcome. EH Gore 1978. Holy shit. Made a live stream in time. Welcome. Thank you. So glad you got it's a chance to make it. It's not Igor. It's Gore. Or, or EH, E-H Gore. <laughs> Egor. Nice. And one last question we have here, which is more of a comment that I do want to mention something about, which I, sh- which just in case Big Brother is listening, I, I just want to make a point across. Uh, a, a new listener, Anna Banana, who uh, super mellow yellow 420 checking out our videos. Thank you so much for your email that you sent Joe and I. I shared that with Joe. And I, I just want to ask, uh, at the end of your email, she mentioned something about, she'd also like to point out one of her favorite Walking Dead YouTubers has been taking down. It's a little bit of a travesty. Maybe a brief topic to breach on your next show. And just about uh, YouTube and what YouTube does. I, I'm, I'm friends with another station, or I check out another station, uh, and they recently got, got hit from uh, a copyright strike for using an image I had a video that I put on one of my other channels that was about uh, Star Trek oriented, which I'm going to do some more Star Trek stuff. And that got flagged and taken down. Not at first. It took like years for it to happen. And now it recently has got flagged and taken down. YouTube and Google, they come in with their sword and they slash you down and there's not really anything that can challenge them. And it's really some horrible shit that happens. And I don't so know. So are they going to take this down because of what's behind you or what's behind me on the I, wall? Exactly. Where's the limit? Could I sh- could I have a video screen that's showing clips of the episode? I'd love to be able to do a little. Well, comment. I guess one could say you don't buy those clips of the episode and images that you use in the video, but you, you bought that stuff behind you, so you're allowed to. Put you, but it in you the do, picture. but you do buy it because you're paying for cable. So it's yours to. I don't know right, because it's you buy it as they send it to you on your computer. But what if I what if I buy? But what if I buy the DVDs? Should I be able to use the DVDs in videos to make reviews? I probably should. Right, so, and how would they know the difference between whether because it says on the DVDs you can't? Yeah, but but for what my point is that it is a fine line, and that's why a lot of the early YouTube reviewers and a lot of the. Uh, People like the angry video game nerd who, who comes back and forth or a nostalgia critic and some other people like that. They go to uh, Confused Matthew, uh, SF Debris. The, a lot of them go over to uh, Blip TV because their copyright rules aren't quite as harsh. So if if you have any connection with that person or they may want to, depending on what kind of content they create, if they actually show video clips and things like that, the better forum for it probably would be Blip TV. So I hope uh, hope they get those copyright strikes away and they get back in doing what they're doing because that shit's a bummer. So 
I don't want to. I don't want to end the stream with a bummer, but but that stuff happens. And Walking Dead reviewers, we all have to stick together like a family, you know. And then uh, like you, you know, you see you know, you watch programs on television, and they go to a, like a talk show or actors, and they and they show a clip from the show, or they show something like that. Those are clips the actors bring with them that are, you know, they have permission and you know, and they have explicit permission to use those and show those which is something we don't get as YouTube uh, casters yeah. and he probably doesn't get and why he was taken down. But if you could, if they could find a way to, to do that or to allow that, you know, for a few second clips here and there, it he, only, all it does is promote the shows that they want promoted for people to watch on cable. Absolutely. Like, so that's what I don't understand why they would take them down. It's like, if you're playing like a five minutes of the, of, of a, of a show and then saying, and I like that scene, and then showing just the next five minutes of a show and going, and that scene was good too. And then you're just basically showing the whole video. But absolutely, you know, the, there does have to be a line in what you are allowed and aren't allowed to show, or what pictures you can and can't show. And I think it should be a lot looser than it actually is. Yep. You know, even even with music, to the point where you have uh, musicians who are like, yeah, play my song on the radio and. And any right-wing Republican can play that song, but if you play it at your podium before you walk up, I'm going to sue you. You don't have the right to play that at your podium. What? I can play. I can play a mixtape through my loudspeaker. Why can't I play? Like that's just strange to me. Oh, nice. We found. I found out that he's back up again, though. So good. Good for him that he got through it. Like the one thing about some of these strikes and the copyright stuff, and same with the channel I heard, they will hear you, especially if you have a if you don't have a history of of a lot of times it is a mistake that you get flagged. So I'm, I'm good to hear, glad to hear that's happening. So blah, 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 blah. On to, the, on to our last thing. I said this earlier in the show, but I'm going to say it one more time. Uh, Colin Riley, the brother of producer here at the Issues Program, John C. Riley, uh, at Three Pint Analysis on Twitter, if you want to follow him. He had a, got a, to sit in the conversation and, with Scott Gimple and ask him, like, I, I believe he was in a press conference type thing and got to ask him a question. And he said, will they ever have a happy ending was the question. Will there ever be a happy ending to the, to the series? And he said, everyone survives in perpetuity. And then he smiled. He said, we'll see if we get there. And then he said, yeah. this season is going to have a real Cormac McCarthy's The Road feel to it. Up, yeah. up until he says that about The Road and Cormac McCarthy, his first half of the answer is very, uh, I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> or very George R. R. Stop asking me when that damn book is coming out, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ren Ren would ask, "What if I had a T-shirt on?" That's very true. If I have like a if I have a Game of Thrones T-shirt on that that shows, uh, do I have to do I could could that guy get flagged for that? If if it's like one of those Vegasy T-shirts that you can get that are live that have like actual video a video screen on there, could I have a video screen T-shirt? That show. Oh, no, I wore clips. I wore a I wore a uh, Patriots shirt the other day. NFL is going to have a shutdown. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. <laughs> oh, and big big Kev also wants to congratulate you on the Patriots winning. He says, uh, "Tell Joe Dirty Locks, congrats on the New England Patriots." You know, I, I had I played a key part in helping them win. Uh, I was on the phone constantly with Bill Belichick and and letting, letting Tom Brady know through my headset, through his headset and his helmet. On the on the phone that day, letting them know what was going on, how to how to play right. So uh, good to be acknowledged. Thank you. 
<laughs> so, so everyone, that's a good place to cut off. Everyone, we like to thank you for checking in and being active in the chat room tonight, folks. And whenever you get a chance to watch this over the week, we'd love to hear what you had to think of this episode of The Walking Dead and what you're looking forward to seeing for the rest of this season. And uh, if you haven't already, please hit that uh, subscribe button and uh, share this video if you can. That would help as well. And we will be back tomorrow night to talk a little bit of the third episode of Better Call Saul. And we'll also be back that new show. And we'll also be back sometime this week to talk about the second episode of Game of Thrones season one to continue our mission along that road. And then sometime at the later half of the week, because Thursday evening, I am indisposed and cannot do it after the episode. Uh, Thursdays are going to be tough. So we'll probably be doing our Vikings recaps on Fridays for vikings coming up as well so you can stay tuned to that everyone if uh you can check out all of our stuff at issuesprogram.com and also here fill the issues guy youtube page uh, you can follow joe at dirty locks and also check out his website of comics what's the website joe g4 comics etc.com you can see it right there and uh everybody have a good week we will talk to you next week for some for more for more walking dead later I always know it takes me forever to say goodbye. I never want to say goodbye, Joe. It's hard. No, I don't either. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you very much for tuning in and watching. We love you. And thanks for participating. See you tomorrow night.